coronavirus cases are spiking across the country as hospital beds start to fill up again. Lizzo has had it with concerned trolls in their, oh, but she's so unhealthy bullshit. And we're talking with Manny Fidel, the creator of a viral video that explains why white savior films are not what we need right now. The date, June 10th, 2020. The time, news o'clock. Hey, everyone. I'm Hayes Brown. And I'm Casey Rackham. Welcome to News O'Clock. Casey, real quick, I have to say I have seen one of the worst things in the genre of horror food that I've seen in a minute. What? (laughs) So picture an Olive Garden breadstick. Okay. Now picture that split in half like a hot dog bun. Uh Uh-huh. Now insert a hot dog into (laughs) said slit and put mustard on it. And that is what I saw a picture of and I had to share it because it made me very sad inside. Oh, I don't want it. I don't I don't really want I actually had Olive Garden for the first time last year and it was like a really big deal for me. All my friends texted me about it because I've been talking about it for years because I just didn't grow up near one. And and so I had it. I really liked the pasta, but I was not a fan of the breadsticks. And <gasps> all I all I wanted to eat was the top part with the butter on it. <laughs> well, they're so, unlimited, so, so you can do that. But yeah, whatever. So I kind of I just ate it like corn on the cob, and I was obviously made fun of for that one. But I, I mean, I okay, sure. Okay, that's wait, literally so, opposite of everyone. But okay. <laughs> so would you do it? Would you eat the hot dog Olive Garden creation? Oh, I don't think I would. I I love the breadsticks. I think that I've only been to Olive Garden once in my life, but no, I couldn't do that. I could not. Do you know myself. what I would do though? If it was like um, if it was like a like a sausage instead of a hot dog, I'd do that for sure. Like make like it an a Italian little bit more gourmet. Yeah, yeah, like a little bit more gourmet. I'd do that for sure. I still disagree. <laughs> I disagree hard. In fact. Okay, it is time for the TLDR, the most important headlines for the day brought to the top of your feed. Here are three things you need to know today. One, Georgia's election yesterday was an absolute mess, especially in minority communities, and people want answers. All day yesterday, pictures and tweets from Georgia told the same story— hours-long waits to vote, people's names missing from the voter rolls, and new voting machines that were either broken or had nobody available who knew how to work them. Even Stacey Abrams, who ran for governor in 2018, said that her absentee ballot was messed up. The return envelope was already sealed when she got it, and after failing to steam it open, she went to wait in line like thousands of others. Weirdly enough, there were basically no problems in majority white conservative areas of the state. Latasha Brown, co-founder of Black Votes Matter, told Politico that after waiting three hours to vote, she ventured into the Atlanta suburbs to see how things were going there. She said, quote, I come over to this side of town and white folks are strolling in. On my side of town, we brought stadium chairs. Secretary of State Brad Raffsenberger, a Republican, said that the delays were unacceptable. He also said his office is launching an investigation into how to get counties ready for the general election in November. Two, Congress held its first hearing about police brutality since the protests began following George Floyd's death. This morning, the House Judiciary Committee first heard from Floyd's brother, Philonis, who asked Congress to take action to hold police accountable. I'm tired. I'm tired of pain. Pain you feel when you watch something like that. When you watch your big brother who you looked up to for your whole life die, die begging for his mom? I'm here to ask you to make it stop. Stop the pain. 
Stop us from being tired. Both Democrats and Republicans addressed Filonis with respect after he spoke. GOP Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio called George's death, quote, as wrong as wrong can be. Jordan also used those same words to describe the death of an officer killed in Oakland last month, whose sister also testified at the hearing. The main purpose of the hearing was to discuss a bill House Democrats put forward earlier this week that would, among other things, rein in qualified immunity, a legal doctrine that keeps cops from being sued for actions conducted while on duty. That doctrine, though, is already being put to the test. Yesterday in West Virginia, a judge denied granting qualified immunity to officers who shot a black man 22 times. The judge cited George Floyd's case while making the ruling. And three. Even as the country is moving towards an end to lockdown, coronavirus hospitalizations are on the rise in at least 19 states. That includes Texas, where yesterday saw a new record with 2,153 people who are currently suffering from COVID-19 in hospitals. That's a 42% rise since Memorial Day. North Carolina has seen the second highest spike of hospitalization in the country right now. In two weeks' time, the state went from a little over 600 people in the hospital to 774. And in Arizona, the largest hospital system in the state is warning that its intensive care units are filling up and ventilator use is on the rise. The state health director sent a letter to hospitals on June 6th warning them to fully activate their emergency plans to handle the rise. While the ongoing protests may wind up getting a lot of the blame, Memorial Day gatherings could play a big part in the increases being seen across the country. Yeah, I mean, LA is opening up. um, Did we open up today? It might have been today. But uh, I know I was talking to someone who was saying they're going to go to a bar on Friday, and I'm like... Oh, 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 okay. okay. Wow. And I was like, I was like, sit, sit near a window, wear a mask, be careful. And it's like, you know what? People are going to do it. They're opening up the city, the state, and it's just, um, it's going to happen. And then we're unfortunately going to see what happens from that. Right. I mean, there have been some cases where things went less bad than expected, like in the Ozarks, that picture that went viral of a bunch of people all close up together, swimming outside. No spikes have really come from that. But on the other hand, It feels like too soon. It feels too soon. New York also started to open up on Monday. And I don't know about this, you guys, period. I'm just, (laughs) I'm worried. Yeah, I also want to talk back to like the the first in TLDR today about Georgia's election and just the statement of like the delays were unacceptable. They're launching an investigation. And I'm like, okay, well, November's coming up pretty quick. As we all know, time is not real anymore. And November's going to be here before we know it. And it's like action needs to be put in place if freaking Stacey Abrams mail in ballot was already sealed. Like, my God, I Completely agree. So between those two things, more coronavirus cases, election November, that's that's a horrible combination right there. Great. It's all great. Super great. <laughs> all right. It's time for today's good news, bad news. This is where I bring you some of the most wow, yes, and most whelp stories from around the internet. So good news, the TV show Cops has been canceled in light of the recent protests, and I am laughing because I found out that it had premiered in 1989, which means it was about to start its 33rd season. That's insane. I mean, it basically started reality television as we know it. It was, you know, promising to show viewers a glimpse into the way that uh, police forces operate. 
and it was supposed to air this Monday on Paramount Network. And it was originally paused due to protest. But now Paramount says that it's just like done. They are pulling it. The show is canceled. It's over. And, you know, over the years, COPS was known for its confrontations between police and suspects, including chases, arrests, and other things that honestly made the cops seem like heroes. But of course, the show has also been previously accused of coercing suspects into signing releases, which then allows footage of them to be on TV. And it's just generally glorifying the way policing works. I was never a cops fan. I remember it being on like all the time on Fox when we were kids. I remember just like Sunday night up. Cops is on. I'm bored with this now. Time to go leave the TV. Honestly, I feel like the only good thing it really gave us as a culture is the theme song. (laughs) Yes, 100%. Hazel, you going to sing it for us? I am not, but uh, (laughs) we can play a clip for it, maybe. Fine, I'll take it. Whatever. Honestly, still a bop. (laughs) Okay, on to the bad news. CrossFit CEO resigned after spouting conspiracy theories about George Floyd, but his replacement is already getting side eyes about his commitment to diversity. So as background, founder Greg Glassman was on a call with gym owners last week when he was asked why the brand hadn't joined basically every other brand in putting out a statement about the protests. You know, a simple question. And here's a bit of his response in audio obtained by BuzzFeed News. We're not mourning for George Floyd. I don't think any, I don't think me or any of my staff are. So during the call, Glassman also spouted a bunch of conspiracy theories about Floyd and about the coronavirus. Even before this tape leaked, Glassman had been in hot water for responding to a tweet about racism being a public health crisis with one saying, quote, it's Floyd 19. My God. So dozens of gyms affiliated with CrossFit have said they're breaking their ties in the aftermath of Glassman's comments. And then yesterday, after the audio was published on BuzzFeed News, CrossFit announced that Glassman is, quote unquote, retiring from his role and would be replaced by Dave Castro, director of CrossFit Games. But Castro already has some explaining to do. There's a video of him completely ignoring a question about diversity at last year's CrossFit Games competition. Woof, this one is a lot. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. You know, I'm not very involved in the the CrossFit world, but I it seems like it blew it up. Yeah, uh, some of my friends who are were rightfully pissed. One in particular has been posting on her Instagram stories all week, all the backlash and all of the cancellations of the ties between former CrossFit gyms now and the main CrossFit giant brand. And oh my God, some of these conspiracy theories that Glassman was spouting. So among them are that the FBI uh, was investigating George Floyd because he was part of a counterfeiting ring. And that's why Derek Chauvin killed him to silence him. He also had a bunch of wild shit about the coronavirus being a plant. I don't even know. Dude was wilding on that call. All right. When we come back, we've got insider opinion columnist and video producer Manny Fidel with us to discuss why white savior movies are the last thing we need right now. Stay right there. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. 
The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. From Cavalry Audio comes the new true crime podcast, The Shadow Girls. I always wanted to know what it felt like to kill somebody. And he started laughing. Prosecutors described him as a serial killer savant, picking up these girls, getting them in a position of vulnerability. When he got a hold of their neck, that was it. I'm Carolyn Osorio, a journalist and lifelong resident of the Pacific Northwest. I grew up near the banks of the Green River and in the shadow of the killer that bears its name. How many times did you bring the camera to One the river? time. Just one time. one time. He started fantasizing about having sex with his mother. Then he fantasized about killing her. But this podcast isn't only about tracking down the killer. It's about the victims. We stayed in the woods. He always liked to go to the woods. She was just, to all of us, kind of strange. You know how he feels about prostitutes? Listen to The Shadow Girls on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Robert Sex Reese, host of The Dr. Sex Reese Show. And every episode, I listen to people talk about their sex and intimacy issues, and yes, I despise every minute of it. I yeah. mean, she, she made mistakes, too. Right? That's I mean, true. She, she did she, kill everyone at her wedding. But hell is real. We're all trapped here, and there's nothing any of us can do about it. So join me, won't you? Listen to the Dr. Sex Reef Show every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It's 2020, and the world is grappling with systemic racism and police brutality in a way it really hasn't before. A lot of people have turned to films as a way to understand the history of racism, but today's guest is cautioning viewers to steer clear from a certain kind of movie that's trending right now, the White Savior film. Today, we're talking to Manny Fidel, a video producer at Insider who created a viral video called How White Savior Films Like the Help and Green Book Hurt Hollywood. Hi, Manny. Thanks for joining us. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. So first, for people who may not know, what is a white savior film exactly? And can you give us a couple of examples? Yes, for sure. So the white savior is a trope in filmmaking, and it is typically obviously a white character who saves a person of color from their troubles. And those troubles are... Uh, things that the person of color cannot save themselves from. So they need this outside support. Um, And some examples of that uh, would be movies like To Kill a Mockingbird, which is about a white lawyer who defends a black man from fabricated charges. Um, Lawrence of Arabia, which is about a British lieutenant who acts as a liaison for the Arab National Council in the Middle East. Uh, And then there's like civil rights stuff with Mississippi Burning, which is a story about... Uh, missing civil rights activists and the white agents who are tasked to find them. Um, and then my, one of my favorite examples is Glory, which is... Uh, uh, salute. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is my favorite example because in the end, the white savior doesn't actually save anyone. Like He leads <laughs> everyone to their deaths at the end of the movie. So it's just kind of funny. So obviously a lot of issues here, but what do you think it says that The Help is one of the top trending movies on Netflix at a moment like this? So this video I made is actually from last year when Green Book won the uh, 
won the best picture. So I made it back then and I resurfaced it today because when I saw that um, the help was trending, I lit, I laughed so hard because <laughs> this is like in the wake of George Floyd's uh, murder, you know, in the pursuit of justice, uh, we've seen, I've seen personally, like some white colleagues who are down for the cause and everything, but in terms of action are just kind of doing like the bare minimum and to me, this isn't that the help is trending is very um, indicative of that. It's like, oh, my God, like there's a national crisis. And my part in helping this is is booting up Netflix and like <laughs> picking this like this white savior movie. Um, so, yeah, we know that the way these stories are depicted aren't even accurate to history. So why do you think white savior movies keep getting made? That's uh, such an interesting point. Because in Hidden Figures, the character played by Kevin Costner, like, does not exist in real life. So this this story is about uh, these women, these black women who are helping with NASA. And they created um, Kevin Costner's character to kind of drive the story along. Um, I think it's, I think this keeps happening because it's a matter of comfort, I think, for the white writers and also for their audience. So there's this kind of... Um, so there's this notion that there's a, an interesting story about people of color, right? And for the white writers, it, that story isn't worth telling unless the mode of transportation in that narrative is someone that audiences who are predominantly white will relate to or sympathize with. Um, and that's just unfortunate because we've, there are obviously a, pre- a plethora of movies that are centered around uh, people of color that white people can also watch and relate to and, and sympathize with like moonlight one best picture and you know crazy rich Asians was critically acclaimed so it only takes one of those movies to dispel the notion that we need a white character to tell these stories um but they just keep popping up i think because of how comfortable it is so on the flip side from you know the white savory movies we have the magical negro films oh, like you yes. know the legend of bagger vans and i mean to some degree the help where black people swoop in to solve all the problems of some nice white people are those films any better in your eyes than the white savior films uh, if i had to rank them so they're both <laughs> bad <laughs> if i had to rank it i think white savior films are worse but magical negro films are also bad because both what both of these like genre both of these tropes do is um they kind of imply that there isn't like racism isn't that bad today so viewers leave the theater thinking like oh my god like i'm so glad it's not like that anymore and it's just way easier for viewers to think that things are okay and like that was in the past and the pat and that's not happening now so what are some movies that people should actually be watching right now so um in my video i made the point that you know the same year that green book won the best picture there was also a black klansman that was nominated and it's not that you know it's not like my favorite movie ever but it's just the, the case that where green book didn't have a ton of insightful things to say at least black Klansman was like tying the bigotry and hate uh of that time to today with the america first thing and kind of um shedding light on issues that we have today and obviously it's centered around a black man who's pretending to be white so it's like kind of a nice uh flipping of that trope 
Um, and yeah, there's like, there's just so many movies like black Klansman that shed light on that kind of stuff. And, and there's tons of like resources for people to figure out what, which one of these movies they should be watching. Because if your goal is to, um, learn more about like racial struggles in America, it doesn't make a whole ton of sense to watch a movie like the help, which is written by white people. So it's like, (laughs) what are we, what are you really going to learn by watching that? You're going to learn that white people actually do help black people period that is what you're going to learn by watching these films yeah Manny, thank you so much for joining us today and breaking it all down for us like this absolutely okay we have time for one more thing and today it's lizzo being 100 percent lizzo mm, love this song a classic <laughs> a bop a banger Okay, so Lizzo has taken like a shit ton of shit over the years from trolls and other generally terrible people online, which has included a lot of fat shaming, which she's handled with grace and just, you know, brushing them off. But guys, she has clearly had enough of the concerned trolls being like, oh, but you're so unhealthy. Uh, Yeah, fuck those guys. No, seriously, fuck them. (laughs) Well, the other day she posted a TikTok that will hopefully shut up the haters once and for all. Hey, so I've been working out consistently for the last five years, and it may come as a surprise to some of y'all that I'm not working out to have your ideal body type. I'm working out to have my ideal body type. And you know what type that is? None of your fucking business. Mm. Yes, chef's kiss. So good. Throughout the video, there's a supercut of her working out, riding an exercise bike, jumping rope, doing jump squats. Honestly, it tired me out watching it. She is does way more exercise than I do. Amen to that. Absolutely. The jump squat thing where she was touching oh God, a weight. I, I was like, no, but my legs are already tired. <laughs> I know. You know what? I'm going to cancel my virtual online uh, membership, gym membership, and just use Lizzo's TikTok to train me. <laughs> Absolutely. And honestly, it makes sense that she works out the way she does because she is basically an athlete on stage if you watch her perform. Yes. And and singing takes a lot. Like, never mind the dancing. Like, singing, you need to be fit. And like you, like, that takes a lot of energy and strength like core strength it's her breath support that diaphragm supports so much and you can't do that without proper cardio so fuck all y'all out there who were doubtful (laughs) all right that's it for today join us tomorrow for the latest in hellscape 2020 action and remember the beaches may still be closed in a lot of the country but if you fill up your bathtub and pour a ton of salt in it's pretty much the same oh my god please don't do that okay it was a joke Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. Peacock Streaming, the biggest live event from Super Bowl 56. To complete coverage of the Winter Olympics. It's all the unbelievable sports to love. Sign up now at PeacockTV.com. Hey, Lethal listeners. Tig here. Last season on Lethal Lit, you might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission. Clearing my Aunt Beth's name and making sure justice was finally served. But I hadn't counted on a rash of new murderers tearing apart the town. My mission put myself and my friends in danger. Though it wasn't all bad. I'm gonna be real with you, Tig. I like you. But now, 
All signs point to a new serial killer in Hollow Falls. If this game is just starting, you better believe I'm gonna win. I'm Tig Torres, and this is Lethal Lit. Catch up on season one of the hit murder mystery podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery, out now. And then tune in for all new thrills in season two, dropping weekly starting February 9th. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit on the podcast 9021OMG. Visit Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happened. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Listen to 9021OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.